Hey, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inclusive Networker Podcast, where we make network marketers, small business owners, and solopreneurs aware of blind spots that could be keeping their networks and businesses small. We give them tips and simple, practical tools to make their businesses more inclusive, and we teach our listeners how to build inclusive communities that support diverse customers, team members, and business partners. So if you want to authentically build relationships with diverse communities of customers or business partners, you are in the right place. But be warned, you will be challenged. But here's the thing, you won't be judged. I'm your host, Dr. Ramona. I'm a speaker, coach, consultant, public health professor, wife, mom, and a fierce challenger of broken systems that keep people from reaching their highest potential. I'm so excited to be with you on your journey to becoming an inclusive networker. Let's jump right in. So I'm Dr. Ramona, I'm your host, and I am honored, honored today to have Matthew Sang as my guest. Uh, Matthew is a partnership cultivator and co-founder of And Humanity, an inclusive marketing and communications agency. And in lieu of a bio, I just want to give you his lens. And Matthew, thank you for this, because I think this is such an amazing way to introduce you. And so Matthew is a second-generation Canadian-born Chinese. He is the youngest child of a single mother. He is the grandchild of a rich man that lost it all to greed. He has childhood experiences of inundation, abandonment, and chinglish. He's a dog dad, a human dad, a husband, a son, a brother, and a friend. He's a born reader and writer. He loves fiction over nonfiction. He's a learned entrepreneur, a strategist, and relationship builder and loves people over profits. Uh, He's resourceful, analytical, and efficient, but absolutely not robotic. He is a lover of films, hockey, and nighttime. And so, Matthew, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inclusive Networker Podcast. I'm so excited to have you and all your brilliance here tonight with me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we just jump right in? Um, so the first thing is to tell me a little bit about your business and the main problem that you solve for your customers and clients. Oh, wow. Um, so I would okay, so just introducing ourselves first, like you said, yeah. And Humanity is an inclusive marketing communications agency. Uh, the main problem we solve is, oh, it's, it's difficult to pinpoint one thing, but um, if I were to say kind of as an umbrella thing, I would... Um, say that basically anyone who's looking to infuse justice equity or Jedi uh, practices, justice equity, diversity, inclusion practices into their marketing uh, marketing communications department, um, firm, um, and how they do things, um, uh, that's kind of what we solve for our clients. Uh, We're one of the few firms, uh, I would say, in the world that kind of specializes in this overlap of these um, right now two different industries, but hopefully um, not for long and not for the future. Yes, I love that. Justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And so a lot of people don't talk about all of those things together. They just talk about diversity or they just talk about inclusion, but the justice and equity piece, I just love that. And I love how you infuse that in everything that you do as well. So tell us a little bit, I just want to add to that a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the justice and equity piece, because I think, like I said, a lot of people miss that part. Absolutely. Uh, Justice and equity, or just starting with equity, you could say it's 
it's often misinterpreted with equality uh, in mm -hmm. terms of people uh, uh, often aim for or communicate equality, not realizing that equity is um, uh, actually the most important factor. Um, what we try to um, infuse or, or I guess, educate our clients with is that uh, equity is the end goal. Um, a justice and equity is the end goal. Uh, equality is is um, um, not recognizing the systemic barriers that underrepresented groups uh, face on a regular basis, uh, mm -hmm. and it's also not recognizing um, the advantages that uh, people from the dominant culture have. So um, this comes into form uh, in all different you know uh, uh, ways, but um, when it comes to marketing communications, something as simple as representation. Um, if you look at Hollywood and in the past and, and how stories are told, it's always been from the dominant lens or usually has been from the dominant lens. So uh, what we try to focus on uh, uh, in terms of equitable, uh, uh, in terms of equity is, is elevating underrepresented stories, telling stories of uh, folks who often don't have their voices or their stories told. Um, and also educating our clients that telling these underrepresented stories are actually do have mainstream appeal. You look at now Hollywood is learning, you know, movies and shows like, you know, Heartstopper, Squid Game, Parasite, et cetera. I'm using Hollywood as an example here, but mm -hmm. this, this pertains to everything. Um, these are stories and movies and shows about underrepresented folks. And traditionally, uh, people or marketers would believe that these stories only appeal to or only resonate with the underrepresented community they're speaking to. So for example, um, a crazy rich Asians would only resonate with Asian folks, but the realizing, no, this has mainstream appeal. Um, there's, yes. there's, uh, it, it's because people are craving untold stories. There's, they're craving stories and, and, um, uh, uh, uh that are authentic, raw, deeply culturally nuanced because people want to learn naturally. They want to learn about different cultures, uh, but they've never been given the opportunity. So, um, the assumption is hopefully fading away. Uh, and that's what we're educating our clients. The same thing with, when it comes to marketing communications, that these underrepresented stories, elevating these underrepresented groups in your marketing communications um, is actually uh, something that will resonate with, with and have mass appeal. Yes. And I love that phrase that people are craving the untold story. That is so good mm -hmm. because we are, I think, as a nation, as a, as a world, people are just wanting to see the full picture finally. Right. We have just been mm -hmm. told one side of the story so many different times. And it's like we, we're ready. We're ready for something more. And so um, this really leads into how does that translate to business then? Because this has happened a lot in business where people have only told one side of the story. They've had this idea of the ideal client that is only speaking to one person. There, there's so many different things in business that we do that mirror the outside world. And so how do you feel like that um, narrative in the bigger world relates to what people are doing in their businesses? Well, it, you know, it, it, it touches on all factors, uh, at Gen mm -hmm. I work or justice, equity, diversity, inclusion work. Um, to to kind of answer that question, um, just taking a step back, because we focus on marketing communications, there are sometimes clients that approach us with the assumption that that just by doing the external communications work, we've checked the box. We've done we've done the work, but we always, you know, we personally partner with uh, uh, DI consultancies, firms, et cetera, that that focus on internal um, uh, operations, talent, uh, 
talent pipeline building um, mm. policies, et cetera, like that. We partner with these firms because we know only when you have the full picture, only when um, uh, uh, you've done the work internally should you be communicating externally. And this is coming from mm-hmm. an agency like ourselves. Other than that, um, uh, they often come to us and, and talk about how should we be communicating knowing that we haven't done the work and we have solutions uh, for that as well. And a lot of it comes uh, with the tone of acknowledgement, accountability, humility, et cetera, like that, and knowing that um, there's work to be done. Uh, whereas, I guess, you know, certain brands have in the past have made the mistake of communicating as though they are extremely inclusive, et cetera, when, you know, most of their own employees or their the audience um, don't see them that way. And because they don't see them that way, they get called out uh, as a brand. Mm-hmm. So in, in terms of the entire business sense, yeah, a Jedi work needs to flow internally, be integrated internally as well as externally, even though we do only focus on the external um, or, mm-hmm. or you can say we do internal communications and things like that as well. But we do primarily focus on the external and how you're communicating as a brand. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, it has to be fully integrated everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so when you think about um, a, maybe a challenge that you have had or a challenge that you see other businesses have, what has been the biggest challenge when you think about um, you or businesses trying to um, develop diverse networks? And so yeah. growing networks of diverse people, um, what has been some challenges that you have seen people face? Great question. I would say one of the main things that people approach us with is, not knowing where to start like mm-hmm. a lot of people have the right intention but they don't know how to translate into that uh that into authentic impact um which is great so they come to us in in terms of not knowing that so not knowing where to start is is an okay thing to admit there's no shame uh with that and mm-hmm. i always say this myself we're we're a non-judgmental firm we don't like i myself have worked in the advertising ed- uh, industry for uh like, you know, uh, uh, almost 15 years now in terms of it. So I myself had a lot of unlearning to do because advertising as an industry is very, uh, you know, there's a lot of systemic issues uh, yes. within it. So, you know, I am also going through my own journey of unlearning and relearning and 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 who are we to place judgment on our clients who are maybe mm-hmm. just starting their journey. So we always say we come from a non-judgmental lens and it's totally okay for you to come to us and say, you know, I have the right intent, at least I think I do, and I'm willing to put in the work, what should the impact be? And that's often what people come to us about, just not knowing where to start. Um, we have a lot of different, obviously, solutions for that. But I think in terms of a personal sense, if you're looking to increase your own network um, and and um, looking to start on your own journey uh, about this, knowing that starting with humility and starting with, I don't know, is totally okay. Um, um, I would definitely ask folks that are interculturally sensitive or uh, uh, or whatever it may be, uh, pay them for the time uh, to learn about how to start your own journey. But I would say a good, you could say, tip that I, I've learned from other diversity, equity, inclusion experts that was very valuable to, the, uh, to be is that as simple as changing who you follow on Instagram or mm-hmm. LinkedIn, it's, as, as simple as that. Uh, changing to, uh, who you follow to people who are unlike yourself, people who are interculturally sensitive or other, you know, are DEI experts, whatever it may be, um, people that are advocating for inclusion, following those folks, you will slowly start to learn because, you know, people often get into the mindless Instagram uh, scrolling. So might as well be mm-hmm. learning as as you're doing it. So that's like, yeah. Anyways, starting with that, uh, I don't know, is totally okay. And often mm-hmm. where uh, clients talk to us. 
I love that. And that is such a simple tip. Just follow new people, follow mm-hmm. diverse people, follow people that are into inclusion, that are into the Jedi work, um, that really do support this type of work. And you'll start to hear the language and you'll start to be able to speak that language. And so I tell people mm-hmm. that all the time, Matthew, and I love mm-hmm. that. That's that. An excellent tip. Um, so, okay, so let's think about this term, inclusive networker. And so, I my the podcast is called the Inclusive Networker. And so, I'd like to get some different definitions from from other people. So, tell me, what do you think are the top three characteristics of an inclusive networker? Um, especially because my audience is typically network marketers and people who are going out and uh, building teams and in communities that don't necessarily look like them. So tell us about your thoughts of an inclusive networker. I think one of the main things is, um, and I've used this term before, I realized without maybe uh, identifying what it means, but being interculturally sensitive or interculturally mm-hmm. competent. Um, that's one of the things that we often focus on ourselves in terms of how we hire and uh, the people that we work with. And what it means to be interculturally sensitive or interculturally uh, competent is that, um, use, I'll use an example, like there are often folks that have lived experience that still carry internalized homophobia, racism, internalized sexism without maybe even realizing or acknowledging that. So we always try to say we want to work with um, uh, interculturally sensitive and interculturally competent uh, people who understand the situation of the world and understand that what they're doing is advocacy work, regardless, uh, because of where the world is at. We're, we're pushing for something where society is probably um, kind of more in the, uh, uh, we call it like the, the minimization state, where people are minimizing differences and kind of like you hear terms like, I don't see color or you know, let's focus on our similarities. Let's focus on what, you know, how we're similar and we have similar values, which is sometimes valuable, but a lot of the times it's not what's needed. We're, we, what I believe a characteristic of an inclusive networker or, or someone who uh, is interculturally sensitive should be focusing on celebrating differences. So that means expanding your network to people that don't look like yourself, um, that have difference of opinions and celebrating the warning that rather than trying to reel them in into what you believe is quote unquote normal, which normalcy doesn't exist or shouldn't exist. Um, you should be um, uh, celebrating people for being different and hearing about their stories. Very much tied into what I was saying earlier. People are craving to learn about experiences that are unlike themselves because everything they watch or have watched in the past or seen or read is often through that one dominant lens. So uh, mm-hmm. if people are the same thing when you're networking, you want to meet folks or you should want to meet folks um, uh, that are different from you and celebrating them and, and, and listening them. Yeah. Yes, I love that. And I love that you think along the same lines of as this developmental approach, right, to intercultural competence. Yeah. And so thinking about yeah. the idea of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you think about, um, I always talk about the example of not feeding steak to a baby, right? And so when we think about these big topics and these things that 
uh, we're trying to do to develop our intercultural competence, sometimes those those big topics like race and racism and, and all of those things are really big topics for people who aren't quite ready developmentally to go into that. And a lot of people are like, we're all just the same. As you said, they're, mm-hmm. they're in this idea of minimization and not understanding that that can be uh, a negative thing, right? We don't want yeah. to say that everybody's the same. We're not the same. So how do we learn how to act and to behave in different situations? And, and that really takes um, growing our intercultural competence. So uh, yes, great, great, great. Okay. So let's go to the next thing. So when we're thinking about um, this idea of an inclusive networker, Tell me a little bit about three tips that you could give a business owner whose network is small. Let's just say they feel stuck. They're at that place that you were talking about with the client that comes to you and the client says, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So they feel stuck. They want to be a more inclusive networker so they can grow a diverse network of customers and business partners. What are you know two, three tips that you could give them to start that process? Um. This is a general one and probably one that might be sound a little cliche, but I truly believe in it. Uh, being unapologetically yourself throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say unapologetically yourself because, you know, people are often feeling guilty or shameful for being who they are because they, again, they have insecurities about not seeing themselves represented. So they assume mm-hmm. that what they're living or how they believe or how they think is only them or only a small percentage of folks. But being apologetically yourself your true self will reveal yourself eventually through the process. So you might as well weed out those that don't want to, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, network or, or, or have a relationship with you when you're being mm-hmm. unapologetic yourself. So I think that's uh, one of the main tips. Um, uh, and uh, I guess follow tip is kind of related to this idea of being yourself, but like how I've built my network over time has always been around um, uh, this niche of finding folks that have the same values as, as, as me, like regardless if they're in the same industry, business, or they're a opportunity in terms of like a business opportunity right now, mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, I often just try to find folks um, that have this, uh, for my myself, an intersecting interest in anything around marketing communications and Jedi work and how this overlaps. And whether or not they are someone I eventually hire, someone that joins our allies network, which I haven't explained, but uh, or someone that, um, uh, in you know, your case, someone that you no, know, I, I, I do a guest on a podcast. So I, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me because as long as we have these overlapping interests um, uh, in something that is unique in that, I know that there's going to be a relationship there. So um, fo- people that focus on on building these relationships and being themselves. Um, uh, at least uh, for myself, that's where I've kind of found uh, success. Um, and, and in terms of other uh, uh, tips, I would say it's kind of similar to who you call on Instagram, but I try to go to things or join things that I typically, you could say like, it's not typically inviting me. Uh, that mm-hmm. sounds almost terrible, but you know, you have uh, where, where, where you're not the prime, you can, you already can tell you're not the primary target, right? And underrepresented mm-hmm. folks often feel that for a lot of things, so there should be mm-hmm. it should be quite plentiful. But um, try to try to be in places where people don't expect you, and then you'll meet people that think differently. And then by meeting people that think differently, you will again not only expand your own horizons, but you will 
build your own intercultural sensitivity because you know with the mirror exposure effect, the more you see folks or or interact with folks, um, uh, the more familiar you get, which you end up liking more, et cetera, like that. So um, I'm I'm a big fan of kind of putting myself in situations where um, I'm not expected to be there, uh, et cetera, mm-hmm. like that, to build those relationships. Um, uh, yeah, so those are my I guess three tips. Yes, love that. And just getting out of your comfort zone, right, for anybody. How do you interact with other people? How do you make sure that you put yourself in situations, right, that are not as comfortable? Because a lot of us, I always say, look at your social media, look at your dinner table, look around you when you're going to parties, events. Aren't the people the same all the time? Are the same exact people on your team? Do you all start to look alike or talk alike? You know, all of those things. And in network marketing, people are duplicating themselves. And so they get <laughs> to this point, right, where they're yeah. not being inclusive because it's only working for that individual who looks like them, talks like them, has the same family structure, gender, you know, values everything and so how do we get out of that if, if that's the thing that we really want to help people to see uh and and how do you get out of that you have to go and interact with people that don't look like you um and figure out how to make things work for them so yeah, um absolutely. anything you want to add to that matthew yeah i would i was going to say in in terms of that's the thing too there's the being unapologetically yourself, but also being able to converse and interact with folks that don't look yourself requires a certain, in my opinion, amount of intercultural competency where mm-hmm. um, your 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 ears are always open to use an idiom, but like you're always trying to understand someone. Like being curious is, I think, a huge, and maybe another tip here, but being curious is, I think, one of the best ways to build a network because mm-hmm. if you truly care and you're truly interested about um, other people, how their businesses or their lives work, et cetera, like that. I think that's kind of where um, uh, you can build true, real relationships um, uh, that are of quality and not just focusing on quantity uh, too, because um, curiosity is, is, yeah, it's a driving force for a lot of stuff. Like I want to know about how, you know, my friend here or my acquaintance here what their thoughts on raising fa- uh, raising family is and, and the mm-hmm. troubles that they maybe went to or struggles they went through or the successes that they find. And if I'm not inherently curious about them and their life and how their perspective is different, then I'm only reinforcing my same biases and beliefs as I'm talking mm-hmm. to folks that only think like me. So uh, having that curiosity, I think, is, is, is super key um, in terms of that, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And so, Matthew, tell us about your next big project. How can it help the inclusive networker audience? What things do you have coming out for us? We are excited to plug into whatever you have. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as the marketing communications agency, we all, you know, have a lot of projects going around. We're a small team. We're only 15 folks. But um, to kind of preface what I want to share in this portion is that, um, uh, we follow a principle um, in our in our work called nothing. Um, uh, the principle of nothing about us without us. Meaning, mm-hmm. whenever a brand approaches us and they want to target, for example, the uh, uh, I don't know the people with disabilities or the invisible disabilities or or the rainbow community, whatever it may be, and um, uh, obviously a lot more specific than that. We always uh, guarantee that our work will um, have someone with that lived experience um, and intercultural competency behind the lens, behind the strategy 
doing the work, not just in front yes. of it, which is often lacking in the industry. But as a small 15 person team, how do we do that? Um, we do that through um, uh, what we call our allies network. So this is a network of vetted folks that uh, come from the marketing communications industry. And they, uh, they come from the marketing communications industry and they have lived experience and um, they have high intercultural competency, which we uh, kind of vet for. And um, whenever we have a campaign or a project that is, um, I guess, um, targeting underrepresented folks, uh, which is all of them, I will do a call out um, and say, hey, if you ident self-identify under this umbrella, this community, please apply to work with us on this project. And we never negotiate down prices with our allies. Um, we always say underrepresented folks often are underpaid and overworked mm -hmm. uh, because they don't see value in the uh, in themselves. So I uh, join our net allies network. And um, uh, in terms of upcoming projects, we always have upcoming projects and all our work is done with our allies network. So uh, we're, we're, we're growing this network and we're always looking for folks to, to join this network that come from the communications or marketing industry, whether you're a strategist, designer, copywriter, whatever it may be, we want you to join our network. And, you know, uh, uh, next upcoming project, who knows, who knows what it could be. Um, there, there's so many potential things. It could be something as simple as, you know, auditing a brand's website all the way to like, we just, we just, um, uh, we're about to launch a, um, uh, uh, a uh, commercial where we had um, not only um, uh, Brazilian folks in front of the camera, but also the director, the, the editor, the sound uh, person and consultants mm. were all Brazilian as well. So you can imagine how authentic, real, yeah, the the script and the storytelling is going to be because everyone there has shared lived experience. They they obviously will differ a little bit in terms of what they know, but there'll be enough to really tell a deeply culturally nuanced story that is raw, authentic, that will resonate with folks. So if you want to participate in these type of projects in terms of creating stories that um, are not what you see on TV, then yeah, definitely definitely mm. uh, join us. Love that. Oh, I love that so much. And so tell us where we can find you. Where can we find you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what I was speaking about the Allies Network, anything that everyone thinks could be found on our website, uh, www.andhumanity.ca. That's A-N-D humanity.ca. And then um, there's um, uh, www.andhumanity.ca slash allies, A-L-L-I-E-S. Um, that's where you can apply to be an ally if you're interested in come from, obviously, have lived experience and also come from the marketing uh, industry. But um, you, we, we, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, we, we share a lot of content around uh, Jedi slash Marcom uh, uh, work and principles, et cetera, like that. So, yeah, definitely you can follow us there, uh, too. And you can also send, shoot us an email if you just want to chat. Amazing. Well, thank you all so, so very much for listening to this episode of The Inclusive Networker. And thank you to my fabulous, fabulous guest, Matthew Sane, co-founder of And Humanity. You will find his information in the show notes, and we will see you on the next episode of The Inclusive Networker. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Inclusive Networker. You can find out all the information for our fabulous guests today in the show notes. 
But don't forget to subscribe to the Inclusive Networker Podcast and to look out for a new episode each week on YouTube and wherever you enjoy your podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ramona. And as always, remember, I see you and I'm cheering you on. And I dare you to defy limits. See you on the next episode of the Inclusive Networker.